Welcome to Hannah's Heart. So Hannah, she's just one of the women who did struggle with infertility in the Bible. No matter who we are, we can be inspired by the fact that Hannah took her pain to God and God heard her and was with her. So when she was praying at the temple, she had been weeping and not eating and her lips were moving, but her eyes were closed and the priest was like, why are you drunk at the temple? Because yeah. it can become an obsession when you want Wanting a child so deeply. And desiring that baby and to be a mama. Every holiday, every Mother's Day. This is not a show that's going to promise you a certain outcome. But this is a show that says, however God answers your cry, we know that he's enough. Hey, I'm Ann. And I'm Kendra. And you're listening to Hannah's Heart on American Family Radio. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Hannah's Heart. And you can email us at hannahsheart at afa.net. And that's Hannah with two H's. That's right. And today we are talking about the holidays. holidays. Right? So Thanksgiving just happened. Christmas is around the corner. New Year's. And it's supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year. The happiest season. But for so many people struggling with infertility, it's yeah. the hardest time of the year. It is. It's right? Really yeah. Why is that? I think there's so many reasons, Kendra, <laughs> which we're going to cover today. But yeah, there's, I mean, even for people not struggling with infertility, it's mm. reminders of people who have passed away or things that happened. That's a good point. A hard time last year at Christmas, you know. Um, but yeah, it, it is a hard time. When did you're, did when you, you specifically want. find that Christmas was extra hard for you in, in your... Yes, I yeah. did. Okay. Well, I'm for one, Will and I love Christmas. We we both grew up in families who celebrated big and um, did all kinds of traditions each year. And so um, then when you're wanting to desire that to start those traditions with your littles, um, yeah, that's what was hard was yeah. to be like, oh, we still we still don't have the littles to do that with. But I, I know this sounds strange, but I have felt embarrassed by not having children around oh, Christmas. Yeah. Like it's, you know, everybody's decorating cookies and I'm like, I want to participate, but they have kids. Right. And it's almost like I feel like it's this rite of passage and I just... I don't belong. Yeah. Or, Is it weird if I build gingerbread houses? Maybe right. Will? As an like, adult. <laughs> yeah. And do you post a picture? Do we go or see that like, lights? Or yeah. Not there's no sitting on Santa's lap when right. it's just the two of you. You don't go do those things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, and yeah. And you almost feel like a disappointment either to family, friends, or people who just see your Facebook post because there's not a kiddo in that picture with you. So. Yeah. And I think it's also a time where you really feel a little bit more alone because family units are doing things with uh-huh. their traditions and so because you don't have your immediate family hasn't you know you don't have that child right um it's it it brings extra emphasis it's almost like the holidays are a magnifying glass to the issues you already experience with infertility daily just 10 right. times worse yep. and there's reminders everywhere yeah yep. um well what else about the holidays is hard anything uh the well, I feel like just the holidays in general can just remind you of what you hoped the holiday mm. was going to look like this year. Yeah, you know, Like last Christmas, 
I remember thinking there might be a baby by next Christmas. So yes. there might be a baby by those the expectations. Next yes. And I don't know why Christmas is the time of the year that I do it because I don't do it by Fourth of July or like. But every year that is what I think. Yeah. Maybe this Christmas I'll hold a baby. Right. And yeah, I think maybe some of that is because we're celebrating the birth of our Savior. Right. We're right. thinking about cute little babies coming, uh-huh. and we're at Christmas pageants where people are dressed up as Mary and. And it's all about a miraculous conception. And so um, I think it's 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 hard to not think about wanting that. And for sure. And for me, another issue is feeling like this is a marking of time um, and I feel behind schedule. So it's like, oh, I thought by this Christmas we'd, you know, we'd be pregnant and we're not. And so it's like, I don't know. I know I, I got married a little later in life, but did you ever feel like this subconscious schedule in your head that you were behind other friends or your own expectations (laughs) yeah Yeah. well I mean you know now that we're expecting baby girl in January I still feel a little bit behind even having a baby in the oven my other friends that are pregnant at the same time as I right now Mm -hmm. they're two of my friends are expecting their third and one of my friends is expecting her second and then one of my best friends has three kids and so um yeah I'm new to all this stuff that you do when you're pregnant and they are like, no need for a baby shower. We got everything we need, you know, so. And that's such a weird thing when those are your friends and they're at a different life stage. Like uh-huh. their kids are now older or oh, in yeah. school. They or- do play dates with other people mm-hmm. and they never mean to leave me out. They would always want me there, mm-hmm. but I've always felt like there's no need for me to be there because I don't have a child playing yeah. with your child right now but um so yeah the same thing as in like play dates during christmas mm-hmm. they'll get together make gingerbread houses or do a pajama day or what they're, they'll post what their kids did at school that day and so um yeah those are just other you feel out things. left out on yeah. the outside looking in yeah um do you ever with all of these feelings around the holidays do you have a subtle subtle sense of dread or like uh and then do you ever feel guilty for Uh, feeling that way (laughs) of course (laughs) yeah because I love Christmas yeah I I love celebrating um of course I love celebrating what you just talked about is Mm -hmm. Jesus's birth and like if you're a Christian and you fully believe that story I mean like what better story is there she was a virgin that had a baby yeah and, like, look at all the mess she had to go through probably and face the ridicule and stuff because she was a virgin that was pregnant, you know? Right. Like, that doesn't happen, but mm-hmm. it happened for Jesus. And um, and sometimes it's like, I want to hear this story, but I don't want to hear this story about somebody else who got a baby, you know? Yeah, and she wasn't even ready for it, God. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's like, I know this is tied into my salvation, and it's right. so very necessary, but you have to fight those feelings every Christmas. Yeah. Well, we want to help you guys unpack, if you're listening to this episode and any of this relates to you, first of all, we praying for you. That's right. And That's we know right. the holidays are coming up. Um, the The email where you can reach us again is um, Hannah's Heart. That's Hannah um, with an H um, at the beginning and end of her name. Hannah's Heart at AFA.net. And um, if this is strugg- something you're struggling with, please send us an email and give us your name and we'll yeah. meet together and pray with you yeah. um, during this season because I really think that God wants us to be able to rejoice. Right, right. And, you know, I've been I've been thinking about, you know, you're driving around and you're seeing lights and they have a lot of like scripture words that people uh-huh. will have in lights or like up in their home. And one of the big ones is hope. 
mm-hmm. in bright letters, you know, and it's like we sing songs about our hope has come and, you know, all of this around all of and faith and, you know, some of those right. those those big words. Um, well, today we want to we want to dig into some scriptures to help prepare you to have a heart that is situated towards God and towards rejoicing and towards hoping during the holidays. So we kind of broke these feelings down into four different categories. So you have feelings of disappointments, um, of hopes and expectations that aren't being met. You have feelings of feeling alone and without a family. You have feelings of being behind schedule and marking time by Christmas. Um, and you and you also feel guilty for not enjoying the season and rejoicing in Christ's birth. So we'll start with the hope, the expectations, and all of that. Um, there's a scripture um, in Proverbs 13 that says, "Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life." So it's a doozy. It's very relatable. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I was reading an article and it was saying that hope deferred makes the heart, heart sick. Basically comparing having an expectation that doesn't get met to like a lingering illness mm. that just doesn't go away. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that was a really accurate description. That's very, what it feels like yeah. to be heart sick. Right. And anyone who's gone through infertility knows what's that like. Every day. So I have a question for you. Okay. I'm, I've struggled with this a little bit in, in myself. Like sometimes I... I don't want to hope for things because I'd rather not be disappointed. So I just um, pretend that I don't want something that I actually do desperately want. And I have trouble like rationalizing that. But is it wrong for women around Christmas time to desperately hope for a baby? Is that desire in and of itself wrong? I, I don't feel like it's wrong to desire a baby. I feel like if if that's wrong, then it's wrong to desire anything, you mm-hmm. know, because you're literally just desiring life. Something you know? that's natural that God designed women to do. Right. right. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't wrong. Now we've talked, you know, in past podcasts, we don't need to let that become our main desire or mm-hmm. desiring a baby more than Christ mm-hmm. um, or the love of our husband or things mm-hmm. like that. But um, yeah, I think uh, that. I think what you said there about not desiring it more yeah. is Im- important. So there's like, there's hope for a baby that's big and great and hard to ignore. But then there's our ultimate hope. Mm-hmm. And what is our ultimate hope? Right. <laughs> it's that in always needs to be Jesus. Yes. And how can you tell in your life if your ultimate hope has shifted from Christ to a baby? Mm. What are th- like- I feel like there's definitely times I can look back and I know that my ultimate hope wasn't Christ. Mm. Um, definitely. I mean, the times probably were that I was at my lowest um, was when I let that desire for a baby become more than my relationship mm. with Christ or desiring for my relationship to grow um, with Christ. So, no, I don't think it's wrong to desire a baby, but as long as we, you know, keep that where that needs to be and not let it keep be all-consuming. Yeah. You know. I think one question that I've asked myself a couple times during this journey, and it's been kind of like a good almost like taking your temperature or like checking to see gauge where I am on is my hope, my ultimate hope in Christ or a baby. And the question is right now in my life, is God enough? Mm-hmm. If all of these things that I'm trying to pursue and I, and, and infertility, if, if you are going through fertility treatments or you're being very intentional about trying stuff at home, it's exhausting. We've it talked is. about it. It's like a second job, right. <laughs> you know, so um, you're working and doing all of those things, but if all of that fails, 
is God enough at the end of the day? And if he's not, then your priorities are not right. Right. Oh, and that's hard. It's convicting to Uh say Uh because there are moments when I go, all of my attention, all of my focus is on this. And Mm -hmm. it's not wrong to dream. It's not wrong to hope. It's not wrong to want. But is Jesus enough if I don't get this thing? If you don't get it, right. That's a tough one, Kendra. Yeah. So there's a scripture that I found in Psalm um, chapter 33 that I think is really beautiful. And go read the whole Psalm because it was like I found so many parallels for struggling with infertility. But let me let me just read verses 20 through 22 of Psalm 33. So it says, We wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. May your unfailing love be with us, Lord, even as we put our hope in you. And as you read through the psalm, like, I just love the description of, like, God being our shield. I've always related to that. Like, I just picture, like, there's all these fiery darts coming at me. And, like, there's this giant, massive shield. He's just got us. Yeah. And I run behind it. And I, like, hunker down. It's like, and he is taking all of um, that brunt force. And I am hiding myself away in him. And so when... When we talk about him being our hope and our shield and our help, I think it's saying the problems in life aren't disappearing, right? but we are running to him as our fortress um, and knowing that he is sufficient to sustain us through that heartache and through Mm -hmm. those, you know, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Okay. My my go-to is, well, just don't hope for things. That is impossible. (laughs) That is impossible. The answer is to know that your ultimate hope that will not be deferred is in Christ. Is in Christ. And him sustaining you through through those things. Yeah. Um, And I think focusing on, I know it sounds so simple. As Christians, we talk about Jesus dying on the cross and and those words sometimes lose their impact and their meaning because of how much we use them. We say them, yeah. Yes, but when we think about, and when you, go, when you go read Psalm 33, it's talking about God being the creator of the entire world and breathing life into the world and creating, you know, something out of nothing. And like, as you read the whole chapter, you get this scale of the magnitude of God. And it makes you kind of step back and you're like, whoa, I'm a sinner. I deserve, like, by God's standards and laws, I deserve hell. Mm -hmm. And then when you realize the great sacrifice that Christ made for us, that should be enough to to sustain us. Right, right. One thing that I've wondered, and I guess helped me picture through infertility, or that infertility helped me picture, was if I am desiring a child, like my heart Mm -hmm. does desire a child, imagine how much Christ desires us mm. and that, you know, we're sitting sitting here picturing us around a Christmas tree or going to a Christmas tree farm and things like that. Mm. Those things that aren't, are not eternal. Yeah. And so how much more does the Lord desire the time with us mm. for that time that is eternal, you know? And so I would think about that because, you know, we, we, I can't remember the scripture right now, but it literally says that he prays for us. Jesus prays He intercedes for us, for us yes. before the Father. Yeah. And so if he loves us enough to do that, you know, it even talks about the birds of the air, like he, like he takes care of them. Yeah. Imagine how much more he loves his children. Yeah. And so 
He is the everlasting father, the prince of peace. And he steps into that role of a father in our life in such a loving, caring way. And that leads into our our next point. So, um, So, yes, people struggle with hope and expectations, and then others struggle with feeling alone and without a family. And when you realize that God is your father... That same, I don't know about you, but like, would you rather be a kid at Christmas or a parent at Christmas? Like, mm. like on Christmas morning, it's like, <laughs> I want to be the kid who yeah. the parent was like, you know, I remember that moment of walking down, down and there were all of these presents under uh-huh, the tree uh-huh. and it was just this, you know, magical moment. And you had no worries in the world, right. except like, how long is it going to take me to open all these? But one of the things I look forward to as a parent someday is the expressions that were on my parents' face, mm-hmm. the joy of seeing your, like your child, you delight in your children yeah. and you delight to give them things. And I think with infertility, it's so easy to think God is doing this to me and I am being punished because of something I've it's done wrong in my life, which right. is not true, but it's easy to forget that God is a loving father who desires to lavish gifts upon us, his yeah. children. Now, what, what we do is we get stuck in our head and think, the, the gift I want is a baby. And if I don't get that, then he doesn't love me. But when I say that God desires to lavish gifts and presents on his children, I'm not talking about the car that you want magically showing right, up in right. your driveway. Although, I don't that know. That would maybe, be nice. Maybe he will. Who knows? <laughs> but I'm talking about the fruit of the Spirit produced in your life through relationship with them. I'm talking about... I don't need a baby. I don't need a car. I don't need to look like the Joneses because there is an overflowing joy that bubbles up inside of me like a fountain that is life-giving. Like like the woman at the well who, you know, Jesus came and he was like, um, you know, if, if you come to me and drink, it's it's a um, streams of living water yeah. will well up within you. Right. Like those are the gifts that God wants to pour into our heart. And um Keeping that perspective of God, of a loving father, is is so helpful and right. biblical. And, right, for sure. And usually, actually every time, those gifts are going to be more than what we could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. Even, um, you know, where we are in our life right now, we have you know, the three foster kiddos and one whose um, plan has been changed to adoption, uh, our baby boy. Um, we wouldn't have him mm. if... The Lord would have blessed us with a baby yeah. when we thought that it was time. Yes. And I also don't know. I know my relationship with Christ would not be the same. And my relationship with Will mm. would not be the same without um, the Lord using infertility to grow us even closer mm. um, together as husband and wife. And then, yeah, loving this baby, someone else's baby like my own has I mean, I can't even, well, that, that can be a whole nother episode on like how I feel like the Lord has used that um, mm. to see how infertility can be a blessing sometimes. Mm. Well, so. talking about God's timing and yes. his purpose, the, the third point that we have is um, how do we overcome feeling behind schedule um, and, and, and waiting on God's time? And talking about God as a loving father, my my nephew, he makes me laugh. We have family dinner once a, once a week and... Um, my father-in-law makes little hot dog appetizers while we're waiting for the meal. And the kids love getting a little toothpick and eating uh-huh, them. They are uh-huh. just so fascinated. And he, it, he, he'll cook them on a grill and they'll come and, and my little um, nephew just wants to eat them right away, you know? And so we have to be like, no, they're not ready. They're, they need to cool. You're going to burn your mouth. And you know, he, I mean, it's, he gets mad. It's like, why would you deny me? 
this hot dog on a stick. <laughs> like, you are a cruel human being. Yeah. And it's just he doesn't have the, the understanding to know that it's a timing issue. Right, right. now it's not good for you. doesn't mean it's it won't be, be later. Hot. Right. Yeah, but God God sees and he knows. Um, are there any scriptures that have helped you in, in your waiting period? Um, so one that I always, that it's still in my bathroom mirror right now is Psalm 37, five through six. It says, commit your way to the Lord, trust in him and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday sun. Mm. And so I just, um, that verse does not mean if you commit your way to the Lord, he's going to do what you ask him to do, but it says that he's going to act. And so I just would remember praying that. And just knowing, like, God, if if I'm doing what you're telling me to do, I'm at least doing something. Even though I'm waiting, God is going to act. He has not forgotten you. He has not, you know, you're not, like, slipped through the cracks of his to-do list. And even during this Christmas season, that this is time we can be doing things for other people still. You know, Mm -hmm. like, we we all are going through something. Mm -hmm. Everyone is going through something. So... You know, it don't if if you don't feel comfortable going out and looking at lights, you and your husband, or that that hurts too much to do those things that we think would be fun with children. Go out and do something for someone else. Go yeah. to the Salvation Army and serve a meal. Go make sure those kids in foster care have clothes. Go, you know, volunteer at the soup kitchen at your church. Mm-hmm. You know, different things like that to use this time. Don't waste your weight. Don't waste your weight. Mm-hmm. And during this hard, hard time, but it's still a time that we can glorify the Savior's birth, mm. even though we're desiring a birth of our own baby. That's so, so good. And while you're desiring um, to nurture somebody and to pour right. into somebody, there are a lot of um, parentless children out there or they have a parent that's not stepping up in their mm-hmm. life. And around this season, they desire yeah, to even just to in have a, a role model, just to yes. maybe there's some kids not getting presents this year. That's um, how a lot of foster care kids are, yes. you know. And so um, that was one reason why we felt really called to do foster care. We mm. had two empty bedrooms, and it drove me nuts mm. um, that those bedrooms weren't getting used. And there's people out there that need a bedroom. Mm. And so I'm not saying everyone's called to do foster care. It's super hard if you're struggling with infertility. Mm. I'm not going to lie about it. Super hard even if you're not struggling with infertility. But uh, that was one thing that it was driving me nuts to have those empty bedrooms in my Mm. house and to know there were kids out there that needed a bedroom. Um, So don't don't waste your weight during this hard time. My husband and I, we uh, we did the Compassion Children where you yes, can sponsor yeah. a Compassion Child. And I remember one day, um, just I was like, Lord, I have so much I want to give. And, and I don't have a child yet to pour this facet of me into. And um, I got a letter from our, our kid one day, and she signed it, your daughter. Oh. And I just broke me because God uh-huh. was like, Kendra, don't stress out. You are pouring into people yeah. around you at your church. Those kids that come up and hug you, uh-huh. don't take for granted that You're they needed. need that hug for You're you. Needed. God yeah. is using you in ways that you don't even see. That's right. And you can be a family for for the familyless or somebody who's in a family and not being treated that way. That's right. That's well, right. Well, the last point you kind of led into it of, of focusing on others. Like, how do you get over the the feelings of being guilty for not rejoicing in the birth of our Lord? Because that is a wrong. We, we shouldn't dread no, <laughs> celebrating no. his birth. And I, I think what you said about shifting your focus to others is so important and so helpful in getting out of that slump. That was just one thing that really helped me, helped us, mm-hmm. uh, was to do that. 
because then, yeah, it took the focus off of ourselves. And what better example of um, someone getting the focus off of themselves than Mary? So we're, we're th- you're already thinking about her. You're hearing about it at church. What was Mary's reaction when God came to her and was like, hey, I want to do this crazy thing through you? I am your servant. Yeah. She wasn't like, uh, heck no. No, no thank you. You're that right. sounds like people are going to talk about me. She said, I am your Lord. I am your servant. May it be to me as you have said. That's right. So she took the attitude of like, God, whatever you want to do through me, I'm game. Yeah. I'm game. Yep. And she was able to think about others. And I think also with, with this season, don't forget that God is a miracle working God. There's nothing like the story of Mary and Elizabeth. Go read her story too, yeah. because hers wasn't immaculate conception, but girl was old uh-huh. and God brought a child through her. So our, our hope is not in having a biological child alone but remember that our god does work miracles and it's okay to ask him for one he does he does you're right would you want to pray for us yes in this episode and wish everybody a merry christmas absolutely well if you're listening to this bow with us um unless you're driving (laughs) so lord we just come to you and i i lift up uh the the ladies and gentlemen that might be listening to this this radio show and and god you know the hurts you know the expectations you know the feelings of being disappointed and let down um but we know that you are enough to sustain us you are our delight you are our hope you are our shield you are our fortress we know that whatever we're going through we can run to you and hide ourselves in you lord i pray for the conversations with family, that they um, would be sensitive. But when families are not sensitive um, to, to those struggling with infertility, that they would look to you, that they would pour themselves into those around them, and it would not be self-focused, but others-focused this season. We delight that you are our God. We delight that you are our Father, and that you love us, and you desire to give good gifts to your children. And, and we, um, we just pray for everyone listening that they would trust onto you this season, Lord. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to Hannah's Heart. We hope that you have a very Merry Christmas. And please know that we're praying for you and that Absolutely. we love you so much. And we just appreciate you listening and supporting us um, with this podcast.